If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about Brussels sprouts. Let's go, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about football. We're not talking about Brussels sprouts. Uh, what? Yeah, Why I'm not? sorry, man. I'm a liar. I'm trying to just trap people into listening to our podcast. Yo, uh, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Underrated vegetable. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? I, I haven't had it as good as uh they are when I until I moved here. Like I like re I I fell in love with Brussels sprouts here. Fell in love is maybe the wrong mm. term, but mm. I appreciate them a lot more after being here for a few Christmases when it's one of the, you know, side dishes at a Christmas mm-hmm. dinner. Mm. The tiny Brussels sprouts with the little bacon bits and the Parmesan cheese. It's fucking great. Bro, the rule of thumb, you put bacon and Parmesan on just about anything. Anything. Glass of milk. Shit's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good ass glass of milk. I have never, hey. I've only, I've had a million glasses of milk in my life and only one time I said, that's a good ass glass of milk. And that was the time I decided to try out bacon and Parmesan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, week 10 is in the books, man. We yeah, what it. a weekend. Did um, We didn't make a bet this weekend because no, Father's Day, I guess, kind of got yeah, in the way. But yeah. did you have a, did your, did, did you feel that your children sufficiently celebrated and appreciated your, yes, all of your hard work as a father? Yeah, man. And then I didn't even, I did that. I was part of that documentary. I didn't even realize that it was. <laughs> I was <That's> so funny. <laughs> I was in a, a documentary about fatherhood and didn't realize the timing of it <laughs> was mm. like for Father's Day because right. I'm still not used to Father's Day being in November. Yeah, it's uh, weird. So, and I woke up, I was surprised they woke me up breakfast in bed and all that stuff. And I was like, mm. it's, I, I need to get my brain into the fact that Father's Day is in November. But my family took care of me. I appreciate them. And I got like an aged, like a cool aged beer. Okay. That I haven't tasted yet, but it's supposed to be some type of, I don't know, fancy beer. Uh, mm. It came in a box. Uh huh. You know, okay. when it's encased in cardboard, that it's delicious. <laughs> Interessant. Interessant. Yeah, I'll crack it open uh, with you at some point. Okay. I'll save it because you're a great dad. Oh, is that nice? Yeah. Wow. It's okay. Like that, yeah. Uh, but you're a great dad. Um, um, they were asking me about fathers I look up to um, uh-huh. for that uh, documentary, but they wanted mm-hmm. it all in Swedish, so I didn't. Uh, but you are somebody that. So you said me, and they said no. He, we, we can't. We don't want to talk about him. <laughs> you know, we have had a relationship with uh, <clears throat> Skiff Masara. His was like, yeah, 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 we know him. We don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Any others? 
dads that are like mediocre. We'll take mediocre. <laughs> well, how was your father's day? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I uh, I spent the majority of the day making uh, beef stew mm, on, mm, on Father's Day. Um, and I got, you know, the best is when you, you know, when it's, when it's your day and, and, and you can, but something happens where you get to hang it over someone's head. So like my wife <laughs> planned this girl's trip to Gothenburg. Shout out um, to Gothenburg. Some time ago without realizing it was Father's Day weekend. So she did, she came home on Sunday, but she, didn't come she home. She lived until in America like, for too long too, huh? Yeah. She came home around nine, nine thirty in the evening. So, <clears throat> you know. So the kids, yeah. So I came home from work and and made cupcakes and we had beef stew and, uh, and we chilled out in front of the TV and, and watched some American football, as they call the it. The good here. thing is uh, you didn't have to watch your team uh, on Sunday because they had played on Thursday already. Exactly. The and, bad uh, thing is that they <laughs> played how they did on Thursday. <laughs> that's also true. Uh, again. The Bulldogs saved me mm. from, you know, from from what is an otherwise kind of predictably embarrassing uh, Atlanta Falcons performance. My my Bulldogs yeah. booked their their ticket to the SEC championship this weekend, uh, and they'll be playing the LSU Tigers. Oh, Bulldogs! And this time I'm not afraid of LSU. Mean, we played LSU for SEC championship back in 2019. That was back when they had Burrow and Chase. And that game was over before it began. Um, but there were this. I watched LSU play this weekend, and there was one guy in particular. It's going to take about three years before we see him in the NFL. But holy shit, they have a linebacker who plays for LSU named Harold Perkins, who is getting ready to take over the linebacker position. This motherfucker. We do not care. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're going to care if he winds up on the Miami Dolphins. You're going to be uh, like, man, Skip told me about that guy. Perkins. I got to keep an eye out for Perkins. Harold Perkins, dude. He's a scary motherfucker. He was man, good. Uh, this week, there were some great games. It felt like there was no in-between. There were some great Bro, games and some shit bowls. Deluxe. I think this was one of the more entertaining weekends of the season so far. I felt like y'all were in a shit bowl. Let me count shit bowls. Yeah, I that wasn't like, a good. <laughs> that I was not including that game in my the Broncos Titans. That was a shit bowl. True. The uh, no Giants Texans was okay. Mm. Saint Steelers. Uh, we'll talk about all of these as they come. Colts Raiders shit bowlish. Mm. Interesting because of the storyline behind it, but it was right. still. As far as quality, you know what I mean. In the words of Tom Brady, there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. So I don't know. That's, that's how, true. That's how I felt about it. But um, we'll get into it, man. Let's start with your boys, man. Um, as far as uh, flip them, pick them. Uh, this week, I won narrowly. All right. Nine to seven. We both hit on our uh, upsets. I wish we would have bet, but that's true. But the, the it started out with us both missing on games because we thought. I, I picked first, and I picked the Falcons to beat the Panthers. And you seemed surprised when I made the pick. I was watching back on our picks, and you were like, mm. "Well, I had, I obviously had mixed feelings going into this game." I don't know why I was so confident, <clears throat> as I always do. 
Um, well, I think you were confident because the Panthers were so bad oh, yeah. in the in the yes. previous game. They shit the bed really bad. Yeah. The part that made me nervous is that, you know, you got two teams who who have played each other um, quite recently, right? Um, a yeah. lot of people think the Panthers should have beat the Falcons uh, uh, in the yeah. previous game, um, and not that you need to be a fucking rocket scientist to figure it out. We can't stop the run, so that's precisely the exact same game plan that they were able to employ yeah. in this game. Um, but I think maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, he, I feel like you have to get the QB stuff out of the way first. I mean, this team. Damn. I, I, I don't know. Game. That was his worst game this season. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How bad um, is this Ritter kid? Ritter, right? That's his name. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, former Cincinnati Bearcat. Um, I remember him in Cincinnati, and they were talking about. I, I watched the game. I think I told you this. I watched the game uh, against Miami, and I was like, oh. they were talking about it in Miami. Like, folk, they like took it personal. You know what I'm saying? They like focused on him and tried to make him look bad. But I, mm-hmm. he made some throws in that game, and I was like, okay, he'll be a decent quarterback next level. But I'd like to see. You he can. was uh, he was quite good in in um, I mean whatever it's preseason but you know there was that one preseason game he played I think it may have been the last one where I think he threw a pick on the first play of the game and then he mm. didn't throw an incompletion until like the second half like he kind of oh wow like he played really well after told he, you a lot told um, you a lot about it <clears throat> he's got a lot of character. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, Carolina's game plan was virtually identical to the one they used uh, a few weeks ago. They just gave the ball to down to Foreman um, because we can't stop a nosebleed uh, at the moment. The dude had 31 carries for 130 yards in 2022 and and a touchdown. Um, And then LaVisca Chenault, to me, the the LaVisca Chenault touchdown tells you more about the Falcons than any of the other stuff. Like he only had two carries in the game. (laughs) But he had a 42 yards and he had this like and most of those yards came on one carry. It was like a long touchdown run. Um, PJ Walker only threw the ball 16 times, which is mm. pretty smart considering how bad he is. Yeah. Um, He's almost it was the end. He was the second worst quarterback on the field. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. And I'm actually starting to th- really kind of think that this Steve Wilkes guy might deserve to keep the job. It's like, oh, is he a good coach? Whoa, imagine that. He was a head coach not too long ago that was ditched for, drum roll, Cliff Kingsbury? Ridiculous. A coach that was tied to Josh Rosen. Right. Come on, yeah. man. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've been pretty impressed with, with what he's managed to do. After on- losing his uh, best player. Based on what he has left and losing his best player, um, he's not going to have to worry about PJ Walker for a while because PJ Walker came up with a um, high ankle sprain at the end of this game. And oh, so, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so I read yesterday that uh, Baker Mayfield is expected to start for the next. It several feels games. like it feels like Wilkes does not like Baker Mayfield. He is not fooled. Yeah. By all this raw, raw. I mean, yeah. that was funny too. A lot of people made fun of uh, Baker Mayfield after this game because after the victory, you know, Baker essentially lined up to like do this celebratory headbutt with all the players coming yeah. off the field. But Baker Mayfield wasn't wearing a helmet. 
And everyone was like, Baker, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? So Walker's got a sprained ankle and Mayfield's got a concussion. <clears throat> Moron. Uh, Mariota, let's get to that. Mariota was a joke. 19 for 30, 186 yards, two touchdown passes to get back into this game. Mm. Also had a pick. Uh, he nearly threw three other interceptions as well. Uh, we turned the ball over on downs twice. Um, once was like late in the game. So that one, whatever, you can excuse that. Uh, but the first one was like early fourth quarter around midfield. Uh, we give up a, a six-yard sack on third down and then an eight-yard sack on fourth down. It's not quite yeah. what you're looking for when you need points. Um, I mean, you do have to give credit to the Panthers' defense. I mean, they had five sacks in this game. Yeah. Right? And and if everyone remembers last week, Joe Mixon straight up embarrassed the Panthers' defense, ran all over them, mm -hmm. over 200 scrimmage yards, five touchdowns. Uh, the Falcons had no such luck in this game. Um, Corderell only had 18 yards rushing in the entire we, game. We, we won that part of the bet. Yeah. Um, and as it's... you alluded, I honestly, I don't know what else to say other than like, I, I just still, I feel this is one of the weeks where I don't want to go a deep dive on a Falcons thing. All I want to say is like, I, I'm just ready to see Desmond Ritter. We have to know what we have. That that game was the perfect time to put him in. That was because you, you had no excuse. You, you couldn't say like then you could give him the first team snaps after that if he comes in and is bad you know what I'm saying he needs the first team snaps and all of that that was a time when 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 Mariota was uh perpendicular I'm sorry parallel to the field <laughs> yeah with his knee in the ground ball lofted up like a, mm -hmm. like he was throwing a grenade from a bunker and <laughs> That was the time to take him. I was like, what is going on? Take and him the, out and to show the team this isn't acceptable. And the only thing that prevented that from being an interception is because he just his happened to be down. down before his before he let go of the ball. It should have um, been they should have called delay of game on him. You're wasting yeah. our fucking time. I, I'm actually um I, I'm <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Uh <laughs> I I actually understand why they didn't take him out of this game, but I will say this. I do not understand, like, why they don't make the switch now moving forward, considering what what we just saw. Um, it, and and Arthur Smith, I'm not really sure how to read him. He's a tough one because he's mm -hmm. he's obviously and, and maybe this is smart. It makes sense. Like everyone's asking him this question in the post game interview, uh, and also in the Monday morning interview. Mm -hmm. uh session and and he's reluctant to really answer he was like look i understand this is a popular question there's a narrative out there but you know and he he does that coach thing where he answers without answering mm -hmm. he's not an idiot he he has to know that and especially now given how shitty the division is like you i know yeah. it sounds crazy but it's like you're you, a game out you're a game you're out, a game out. You're a you have a chance to win this division and you're going to lose in the playoffs anyway. So, but that's not the point. Like you keep play, you play to win, you play to win the game. Right. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, it yeah. really does come down to that. Um, <clears throat> you play but, uh, to win the game. <laughs> that's the great thing about sports. Um, and right now I feel like if, if they don't make the switch, I, I have no choice but to question Arthur Smith's desire to win the game. Or I, Ritter's talent. Yeah, but that's the thing. If we he's don't, not grasping he, the playbook or something, if they're like, 
Yo, we're gonna he, end up calling. Every I don't time buy I... that. Are you talking about a guy who, um, who played for what was historically one of the best versions? I mean, Cincinnati finished in the top four his his senior year. He's they've never been that good before, and they'll probably never be that good again. Mm. And you're telling me that this guy can't grasp a playbook? He's not an idiot. Of course, he can grasp the playbook. We saw him in preseason. Yeah, it's preseason. But the reality is, is that we don't know how good any of these guys are until you give them a shot, so they play, right? Yeah. I mean, look at the rest of the league. Taylor Heineke is not necessarily anybody's definition of a franchise quarterback, Mm-mm. but he's certainly outplaying the guy who 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 they spent all the money to come in and be the franchise quarterback. And playing right? him shows the team that you're all about winning. And some, yeah, exactly. And sometimes playing the right guy is not necessarily playing the best guy or the one with the most experience. It's the one that gels with the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heineke's a great example. Like, he, this sounds I, like he, an argument for Jordan Love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of hard argument to make after this. Yeah, week. Yeah, we'll get yeah, into yeah. that one later. Yeah, yeah. But let's go ahead and move on to the Seahawks and Bucks game. Germany, baby. Bucks 21, Seahawks 16. And you thought the Seahawks would win. You picked the Bucks. Uh, I mean, the Bucks to lose, and the Bucks. I don't know. They got a little spark, bro. First off, what an atmosphere! Yes, shout out I to mean, Germany. They showed up and showed out, as my as my family would say. Germany, man. They, I mean, yeah. That my only issue, I think the field was a bit of a travesty. Like you had yeah. people falling down all over the place. I don't know why it was so fucked up, but. Um, Whatever Man, it was, you, I was watch. I was reading some comments about that, and those people that were talking about how the field was is a it's a great field, a great pitch for football. It's like, yeah, but they're they're, they're playing American football. Mm. <laughs> Can we make a great pitch for American football? I read uh, that most of the players switched out the the studs in there. Mm, uh, yeah, in they the, said that that was the thing to do: get longer studs or whatever. Mm, I don't know. You know, a lot of times in a, in European football, they they water down the field. Mm-hmm. before yeah, the game time. yeah um I, I wonder if they did that because i mean there was a lot of everybody was in was it, ball, it, yeah. it affected both both teams a, yeah. a lot um and we'll get to the best part of the best slip of the game in a minute uh the game took a while to heat up mm-hmm. most of the first quarter was punts um but then the party got started when when brady found my man former falcon julio jones for a nice 30 yard <laughs> touchdown i was like there's julio uh nice to see i'm i is again i'm not rooting not rooting for the bucks but i'm i'm mm. i am uh wishing julio the best of successes um Bucks D was really good at stopping the run this kenneth walker kid who everyone's sort of tapping to be guy. um potential rookie of the year uh i mean god did he did he seriously only have 17 yards rushing in this game Damn. I, I wrote this down but it's like i almost don't believe it <laughs> um <clears throat> the bucks run game which has been historically bad we spoke about this a few weeks ago um was pretty good in this game yeah um Fournette had 14 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. But honestly, the star of the show was this this rookie, Rashad White, mm-hmm. who Ooh. so far has been quite underused. Uh, and suddenly he comes up with 22 carries for 105 yards. That's uh, stiff arm. And, and that stiff arm was like, he stiff armed that guy. Like It looked like beast mode. That that was like he the beast quake run. 
He just yeah, threw he, that man. <laughs> he threw a grown ass man. He threw a grown ass threw man. The, threw the threw the stratosphere into he, another he fucking. He threw him universe. into the blue tent on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> that was nasty, man. You know what? What stat I want to throw out there? Tom yeah. Brady, 29 attempts. Let's keep mm. it there, Bucks. Very smart. Let's keep it there. It's been 50. Wasn't it 58 last week? Mm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. They are really, they've been leaning on Brady so much. Uh, but I guess yeah. if, it's, if it's working with the run, then they'll stick with it. Yeah. Um, the, the Bucks did give the Seahawks a chance to get back in this game. Brady threw a pick in the second half that led to a Seahawks touchdown. Um, but honestly, the best interception in this game by far <laughs> was the one where Fournette tried yeah. to throw a pass to Tom Brady. Yeah. Brady slips and falls, Tariq yeah. Woolen picks it off, and Brady <laughs> kicks him and gets a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was is that it, so it was a wildcat snap to Fournette. Mm-hmm. They had run the exact same play, either the play right before that or like two before that, I think. And Brady lines up as a wide receiver, and nobody covered Brady. Yeah. Like they all knew Fournette was going to run it. So nobody even bothered to cover Brady. So obviously the Bucs were like, hey, well, let's run that again and see if we can throw it. And that, that shit did not work. <laughs> it was I funny as like, hell. I feel like uh, they say that some people, like players who are not in the Super Bowl, sometimes don't watch Super Bowls. Right. Maybe Fournette is one of those guys <laughs> that didn't watch the Super Bowl, didn't know that Tom Brady as a receiver is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Throwing yeah. it to him is not. That's the reason they lost one of the Super Bowls. Right? Remember he drops that yeah. little fingertip. Yeah, <laughs> but in his defense, that pass was like. Yeah, it was bad. It was like a. It was like a. But you got to go up there, Tom. Terrific, Tom, and break it up. Just because you played with Randy Moss doesn't mean that he can moss somebody. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, that's what was required Man. to make that catch. If he like did, that, though, imagine if he would have done it. I know we and Brady would have jumped up with one hand and just ah. Isak and I were laughing about it because it, that's what would have been required for Brady to catch that ball. He would have had to moss that dude because of the way it was thrown. Brady would have been if he did it though. He would he would have come out of the press conference like put some respect on my name. Mm, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought the Seahawks made a really nice second half adjustment, especially because. Um, they were not able to run the ball very well with Kenneth Walker, but mm. then they made this little tweak where they started throwing it to him in space, mm. right? Little dink and dunk plays, getting him out in space so that he, so he had far more receiving yards, but most of them were just like, because they got him out in space and he was able to, to hustle. And they did manage to get to within like 16 to 21. Look at Skip looking at the tape. Yeah. With a little more than three minutes to go. Amazing touchdown catch by Marquise Goodwin. Yeah amazing i don't even know how he did that like and the throw was like so on point it was ridiculous um but then it was just too little too late brady and the bucks got the ball back they went on this nine play drive ate up the rest of the clock and honestly to me if i could give a secondary mvp again you have to go back to the german fans yeah and and the way that they were like i mean they're out there so i looked this up and apparently they're out there singing John Denver's Country Road yeah, yeah. as the game is being iced with this, you know, with the Bucks first down. Apparently, this is a popular, like, they have adopted this as, like, a popular song that they like to sing along to at Oktoberfest. Oh. 
and they've got this song and Sweet Caroline, these kind of songs that are like mm. fun for crowds of people yeah. to sing out loud. And ba, the way ba, like, ba, yeah. exactly, and it, like even when the game was over, and 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 they cut to the NFL Network people like on the sidelines talking about the game. 15 20 minutes game's over stadium is still full yeah man still full everyone's still there still singing still drinking those giant fucking you know liters of beer and eating pretzels and you know what you know what it is over here in europe Mm. they know how to watch sports live Mm. and in america they know how to make a good sports product live Mm, and the mm. two coming together is always yep. amazing. And uh, one great example of that mm. is when Floyd Mayweather fought Ricky mm. Hatton, the English fighter, mm-hmm. and all of their fans came over to Vegas <laughs> to watch this fight. Mm. And they turned that boxing match into, mm. a, and it happened to be a good match too. They turned it into a fucking soccer atmosphere. It was insane. Mm. Uh, and that's when I fell in love with the the way that they watch sports live over here. Mm. And so they need more games like that, man. It's great. Yeah, well, there was there was a uh, I read a report this morning that they're looking into both Spain and France as oh, wow. potential next steps. Come to Sweden, oh, Sweden. Sweden knows how to watch live. No. Yeah, but they there's just not. A, there aren't enough people on they just yeah. they, they yeah. probably look at it as not being enough people here yeah. but i think plenty of people would travel here from yeah. from the rest of europe um yeah but we don't, is, is there a big enough stadium you'd have to play it in gothenburg oh yeah ulavi yeah i go or i'm pretty sure the one in uh in solna might be big enough but I I, they would like probably play it like – li- they would very likely – if they were to play a game here, they would play it in Gothenburg. The Vikings played here a long time ago in Gothenburg. Man, uh, I'm going if it comes here. You know we're going to that. Oh, we got to, bro. We got to do like a whole documentary crew to go with us. Yeah. Isn't this our week to, um, to, to watch a game live? We could talk about it next episode. Oh, uh, maybe. Because we're, <clears throat> bar- we're supposed to like commentate on a game. Right. And it's our bye week. I thought it was Dolphins bye week, but we'll figure. I'll look at our schedule. We'll figure uh, out. Let's get to the next game. Game uh, of the season. Yeah, it, bro. I got a lot to say about this game. Okay, okay, okay. Vikings Bills. I picked the uh, Vikings the Bills to win, and the Vikings upset the Bills. Even though I don't know, it was we talked about it. How it's not a crazy like you said. It was a what'd you say? It was a um, I, I can't think right now. Trap game? Trap game. And I was like, mm. no, Vikings are good. They got one of the best records. Uh, but they're going to lose, and they did not lose. The Vikings came I, out. I, I like that. I'll, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You got to put some spec on his name. Um, I can't read for some reason. You like that? You <laughs> there like it that? Is. Uh, he came out slinging that thing. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Lord have more, mercy. more on him from me later, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, jeez. What's Louise. it? What, what the game. numbers in this game are kind of fascinating, especially when you look at the quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins was thirty for fifty, <laughs> <laughs> three hundred fifty-seven yards. Josh Allen was twenty-nine for forty-three, mm-hmm. three hundred thirty yards. Both quarterbacks had touchdown passes. Both were two picks. Mm-hmm. 
But in all honesty, this game, it came down to the fumbles and the timing of those picks. Yeah. It is what wound up deciding this game. Josh Allen had a great day rushing the ball, 84 yeah. yards. Singletary had two touchdowns as well. He hasn't been getting into the end zone that much this year. We saw old Josh Allen today. We did. Dalvin Cook. God. How much did Dalvin Cook affect this game? A Man. monster performance. 14 carries, 119 yards. Most of those yards were on that one play, 81-yard touchdown mm. time. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Diggs was Diggs, as expected. Yeah. Um, but I'm not so sure he can claim to be him considering the day that Justin Jefferson no. just gifted us as football fans. Yeah. I, because I think that he might be him. <laughs> the, the, he is here. The highlights. I mean, like highlight catch after highlight catch. I was like, man, I've never seen a catch like that in my life. And then I was like, oh shit, that's the best catch I ever seen in my life. I saw the best catch I've seen in my life three times on one drive. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been to Italy. Um but yes, I remember I the fir- first time I ever went to Italy, every day that I ate mm, dinner yeah. felt like the best meal I'd ever had in my life. It was like, oh, no, 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 that thing I had yesterday, fuck that. This right here, this is the best thing I've ever had. And then the next day, and the next day, it just kept topping it. It was so good. Did you, do the, uh, did you do the super American thing that I did and ask for, uh, can I, you know what, I really want to get some chicken parmesan. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not go like, off. Oh, what are you? <laughs> I did not go off menu. I just rolled with it. Can you get a good chicken parm? I love a good yeah. chicken parm. Like if you don't get your American ass out of here, <laughs> yeah. But that was uh, it was a fantastic game. A lot of sparks. Justin Jefferson had ten catches for 193 yards. Oh man, one touchdown, averaging 19.3 yards per catch. I mean, like you said, the toe drag swag TD catch, um, the almost interception you know, that kind of felt like it was going to be the best play of the game until yeah. that one-handed work of art. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't even understand. I still like I've seen the the replay of it several times now. Uh I'm still struggling to understand how it was even possible. It's like physically. there was um it's like the the Bills player was pulling the opposite way trying to get the ball with and him pulling his way kept mm. it from hitting the ground. That's the only thing I could think but of. But how as they're hitting the ground, how it didn't manage to sort of spring loose. Right. I understand yeah, that, that too. those two opposing forces were working against one another, which caused the ball to kind of stay in place. But when they both come crashing to the ground, like yeah. how the ball didn't manage to just pop free from that. Well, just, according to physics, I mean, I was a physics major in college. And um, what right. happened is the defender fucked around and then found <laughs> out. <laughs> That was like an official like physics equation. <laughs> he fucked around and then he found out, and that's uh, that's what it came down to. <laughs> All right, let let's get to how the Bills managed to blow this game. They're up twenty seven to ten mm-hmm. yep. in the third quarter, right? Dalvin Cook, you know, he punches them in the mouth with this one play, eighty one yard touchdown drive. Like, what a perfect response yeah. at that moment in the game. Josh Allen throws his first pick to Patrick Peterson in the end zone following a long 13-play drive. Almost hurt himself on the tackle, trying to tackle. Mm -hmm. Trying to punch it out. Uh, Vikings put together a long drive of their own. They get to within four points. Uh, Vikings D steps up and forces a three and out, and then the offense drives down the field. But sadly, they turn the ball over on downs Mm -hmm. on the Buffalo one-yard line. 
when Buffalo had 12 men on the field. No, no, that was later. That came later. Oh, that came later. That came in overtime. I was going to say the 12, they didn't have 12. uh, Um, So anyway, they turn the ball over. It seems like it's over. And then Josh Allen fumbles the snap. It's all by design, man. Kirk Cousins knows what he's doing. He fumbled it there. I mean, he he got held short just to set them up, man. (laughs) I heard the... um, I heard the local Vikings radio feed uh, of this play, and it was hilarious. They thought it was a safety. It's uh, a safety. Give us those points. Let's go. And it's like, oh, my God, it's a touchdown. Like they, oh, they were wow. freaking out. So all of a sudden, like, you know, they recover this fumble in the end zone. Eric Kendricks falls on the ball after mm-hmm. Josh Allen drops it, 30 to 27. But they left Josh Allen 41 seconds to work with. Don't want to do right? that. Which feels like plenty of time, especially, bro, talk about tape heads. Can we have a conversation about the Vikings prevent defense? That Why are teams doing this? You remember they did this last year? Remember this is how they, remember this is how the Detroit Lions won their first game of the mm-hmm. year last year. You remember yep. that? Yep. And it was against the Vikings, and they were playing 20 yards deep, and they were just giving away 8-yard, 10-yard, 12-yard play. It's not like you're up uh, 30. I, I was like, I get that you're trying to prevent the deep shot, but bro, you're, I mean, what did it take? It took them five plays to get into field goal range. It's crazy. It, Josh, man. you're going to give Josh Allen not only 15 yards to throw it, but space to run too. Plus space to run, plus the opportunity to get to the sidelines. Yeah. I was like, stupid. I didn't understand. I was like, they're going to, they fucked us up. I didn't, after the sec, after the first play, I was like, they keep doing this. This is a field goal for sure. Exactly. I was, was saying the same thing. It was. And uh, Greg Joseph gets the field goal. They go to overtime. Vikings win the coin toss. Um, but they only manage a field goal. And this is the moment that everybody's talking. So there's two moments that were talked about. Mm-hmm. They get down close to scoring a touchdown. I think they were on like the four yard line. They hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook. He gets stuffed. Um, you know, they decide to kick a field goal. And it wasn't until later after the game that they realized when everybody watched the tape, the Bills had 12 dudes. Not not just like one guy who couldn't manage to get off the field. They literally had twelve lined players up 12. lined up and stopped them. I thought Boger was a, a good referee, man, but no, he wasn't. He had the way. week off actually. Yeah. I, <laughs> I um, thought he must have. I was like, if this is his crew, it wasn't only that. Like you know, Gabe I mean, Davis luckily, catch. Exactly. Luckily, luckily, this game ended the way it did because if yeah. it didn't, this would have been a huge controversy because yes. you had 12 men on the field. Plus, when the Bills worked their way down the field, that Gabe Davis catch was not, not a catch. A catch. It was I said not a catch. it then when I saw I was like, oh, no, that, oh, no. Yeah. They're going to they're bring that back. They didn't even look at it. Yeah. And the clock was stopped. It's not like the clock was running and they had to go put the ball down. Mm-mm. No. Um, but the NFL. They need to send they they need to send Josh Allen some sort of a thank you card or something because he managed to sort of remove yeah. any kind of controversy. Second and ten, Vikings twenty yard line. He steps back, goes for the money shot when he mm. all he needed was a first down. Uh and Patrick Peterson picks him off for the second time uh in the game for the win. Uh this is the fourth end zone interception for Josh Allen in two games. Forcing and uh, he started feeling himself. Mm. He's. I feel like he's reverted back to his old stuff. Like he's like uh, running a little earlier than he used. I mean, than he started doing. And early in his career, he would be confused 
as a younger quarterback does, and then just go to the run. You know what I mean? <clears throat> or if they can't move, then they do the check down real quick. Right. Uh, and it feels like he's back to that. This is like year two Josh Allen instead of year four and five Josh Allen that we were seeing. Mm. I think they play the Colts next week, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, I don't know, man. Or no, actually. Sorry, they don't. Wait, they have a crazy game next week. I read this morning. We'll get to that in the next episode. But I, they're predicting like two feet of snow during the Buffalo game this week. Oh, yeah. They're playing the Browns. The Browns, right. All right. Um, uh, I feel like I learned something about the Vikings in this game. Like, like they might actually be a little better than we give them yep. credit for. Yep. And for those of you who have the ability to go back and watch this game, the the forty minute, go watch the forty minute version. This this might be that, the best yeah. game of the entire season. It was amazing of the season so far. Had some good games this year. Damn, that's a bold statement. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my chance to hit that. We actually have the bold statement button, but you that's know. a bold statement. Oh well, I lost the I lost the moment. Just hit the bowl state. Oh, oh, no, you did. It's never too late for the moment. <clears throat> uh, then there's uh, lions and bears. Um, damn, this continued our streak of picking wrong. You chose the uh, the bears to win this game. How dare you? Mm. <laughs> uh, you picked up. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? People well, are talking in, about in all Justin honesty, Fields. I. Oh, really? uh, I was um I was assuming that the Lions would would not be able to stop Justin Fields from running uh around the field and that that turned out to be true because yeah. that motherfucker ran his ass off 13 <laughs> carries for 147 yards two rushing touchdowns um That's add that he, to his it's because he can't read a defense like they're talking all of this stuff about Justin Fields I'm over here concerned because mm-hmm. this dude. He can run. It's beautiful. It's fun and all of that stuff. What happens when people, uh, when you play a defense that can stop the run? He went against mm. two bad defenses in a row in Miami and uh, Detroit. And uh, now he's going to end up playing a real he's defense. Gonna, well, it, it won't happen this week because he's playing against my Atlanta Falcons who okay. cannot stop the so run. So it might be the same. He thing. might have 500 yards rushing. In the, no, they might, they might be ready for a scrambling quarterback. You know what I'm saying? more than these last two teams, but regardless, they need to talk about why this dude, when it's time for him to throw, he can't make the throws. Mm. Like, Well, that 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 did wind up being yeah. a pretty uh, game-deciding situation in the game when he threw a pick six to mm-hmm. um, his old Ohio State teammate, Jeff Okuda, actually, um, was, was, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of things you could consider the difference in this game, but that yeah. one, you know... Because say what you will about Jared Goff, he he was clean, yeah. you know, he was clean. Uh, the Bears were up twenty four to ten. Yeah, at, at one point in this game, when the Lions stepped up and scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter, mm. um, had a four play fifty five yard touchdown drive followed by the pick six to tie it. Justin Fields scores on a seventy yard run. That was hilarious. He throws a That's pick six the pick, and yeah. then. And then immediately after the pick, he goes on this 70-yard run. Um, yeah. But with five minutes left, Jared Goff led the Lions on an eight-play, 91-yard touchdown drive to end it with a Jamal Williams touchdown uh, and the 31-30 cool lead. Off. Somebody missed an extra point in this game, too, which I think Cairo Santos, the the – that also wound up making a big difference in this game. He missed mm-hmm. the extra point after that 70-yard touchdown run. 
Um, yeah, so you know then, it's gonna come back and bite you when you miss it. And shout out to the line. I mean, that last play, that play that basically ended the game, where you were. I mean, it, they almost sacked him three times before they managed to finally sack him. I mean, you just thought this game yeah, was over. He and kept, kept away. slipping and yeah. juking and moving, and then it was just like, oh my god! And this I was mean, the time everything. it was. It was like you got to. He had to get seven yards, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he, he he slips that guy, and then he starts looking downfield, and that slowed him up just enough for everybody to catch up to him. Mm. Uh, when he slips, I think it was the second time he slipped a tackle, and he almost got out of the last grip, and then the refs for his safety blew the whistle because mm. he didn't go to the ground, and it was like I, I think you make an interesting point. He he's he's a very fun quarterback to watch right yeah. now, but there's there's a problem there that I think a lot of people aren't talking about. Yeah, because it's, um, it's sexy, right? But if you're a true tape head like Jonathan Rollins, <laughs> um, you can see past the sexy. Yeah. And see the issues. Yeah, man. And sometimes sexy with issues. I mean, like I can think of a number of women that I've dated who I thought were sexy and had mm-hmm. some real serious issues. And yeah, it's exactly. it's fun, but it always ends badly. Yeah. Uh, when you when you roll with sexy with issues, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, every time. Sexy with issues never yeah. ends well. Uh, so remember so that, a, Bears fans. <laughs> it's a fair it's a fair point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, speaking of uh, issues, Nathaniel Hackett's team, uh, <laughs> the Broncos, had me hoping for because our bet is pretty much dead in the water out in the abyss. And uh, I thought for sure the Broncos were going to give us some hope and take down these Titans uh, in a much-needed uh, victory. Mm. But Nathaniel Hackett. Russ, plenty Russ, of issues. Yeah. Plenty of issues, but nothing sexy here. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about this game other than it 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 did not get a lot of pop on red zone. No. Um mostly because I think it took nine punts between these two teams before they finally got into the <laughs> into the end zone. Uh the Broncos took a seven nothing lead, but after that it was like a field goal right before the halftime was all they could really manage. Um it's all neither team could all Neither team could run the ball. Derrick Henry only had 53 yards rushing, yeah, um, good which is almost which is almost as much as the Broncos running backs had combined, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, Tannehill was back. Yeah, was wasn't great. Yeah, that would have been um, the difference, man. Shit. But he but he did what he had to do, and he did not turn the ball over. He yeah. was 19 for 36, 250 yards, 255 yards, two yeah. touchdown passes, both of which went to this. Man, how good was this Nick Westbrook yeah. Akina? He yeah. was he had himself an afternoon. Eight targets, five catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. 63-yard catch and run on one of them. It was nice. This dude, was, he, I barely heard of him. He was balling the fuck out. Uh, well, I want to shout out uh, Chagazi <laughs> <he>, Aconquo. Uh, <laughs> did he used to play I... for the did he used to play for the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Westbrook Akina? No. <clears throat> uh, I want to shout out Chagazi Aconquo. Um, okay. No, I just want to say that say that name. That's I'm all. glad it's you calling him out because I don't think I'd be able to say that. <laughs> I just wanted to shout him out just to try to say the name. Pretty cool name. Mm. One catch, 41 yards. I don't remember when he made the catch. Uh, so I just wanted to say that name, Chagosium mm. Oconquo. <laughs> um, this is a really interesting um, <clears throat> situation for the Broncos, you know, because it's like, you know, you you went out and got this guy Russell Wilson, the guy who's supposed to kind of make a difference in this franchise, 
And, you know, they have a chance to kind of tie this game late. You know, he leads the Broncos on a on a 10-play 50-yard drive, but with 20 seconds left on the clock. From the Titans' 25-yard line, he tries to hit Cortland Sutton, and boom, Terrence Mitchell steps up and says, give me that fucking ball. This ball game is over. Yeah. Uh, this is not – there is something really weird going on here. This I don't know if it's like – I can't figure out if it's like, are we seeing just the drop-off of Russell Wilson? Is it the marriage between him and the coach that's not working? Is it – like, I don't – is it the play call? I, I think every – I can't figure it out. Every player on that team – should be given a pass this year. Mm. Just like you, if you look good, even better for you. If you look bad, Nathaniel Hackett is the problem. Mm. I think he's got the team underprepared every week. He's lost, and it, you know they take teams take on the personality of the coach, right? So I think it's. It's all him, but I'm, man. I don't know. But what I'm wondering is if it could possibly be the other way around. Oh, it because could be, have, Russell. You know what I mean? And, like, maybe Pete Carroll knew something that we didn't know. Like, we all thought he was crazy, Pete Carroll. Like, Oh, you mean just regarding Russell Wilson? Yeah, like like maybe the team is being forced to take on Russell Wilson's personality, and mm. that's not working out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still – I don't give the I, quarterback that much credit in, on a team. Right. Especially when we see this dude who brought in the damn, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, mm. Game manager or whatever. It's like, that does dude, not appear tell to be me you're out. not ready to be a coach without telling me you're not ready to be a coach. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. Exactly. But the uh, the next game was the Jaguars and the Chiefs. Mm. Uh, you picked the Chiefs for some reason, and they won that game. The... <laughs> The Jag- did the Jaguars they tried to hang in there a little bit. But I thought it was funny oh how they God. how they started off the game by successfully uh, like orchestrating and recovering an onside kick the first play of the game. Um <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um I mean I guess you probably feel like you know Why as not? a coach you're going up against the Chiefs it's like we need all the extra possessions we can get. Yeah, get the um, ball second uh second half too, yeah. It didn't really matter. I think they had like two or three extra possessions in the first half. Um, but the Chiefs completely dominated. Yeah. Holmes went 26 for 35, 331 yards, four touchdown passes. They were up 20. You had all those extra possessions in the first half and still you're <laughs> down 20 to nothing uh, at yeah. halftime. Um, the Chiefs lost Juju in this one. Big yeah. time, scary hit. Kind of wanted like the Tua thing where his hands come up. It's all... Um, yeah, that shit is fucked up. Um, sucks for him because he was just starting to become yep. like one of their more reliable uh, weapons that you could start to count on week after week. Have no idea the extent of the concussion or yeah, when he'll be back. Uh, but luckily for them, the rest of the NFL let the Chiefs go out there and pick up Katerius Tony for a yep. pack of cigarettes. Yep. Uh, I mean, everyone's like, yeah, he sucks. He's not good. Yeah, just let him give him the. Let's yeah. see how good he is when he plays with an elite quarterback. Uh, he he had a touchdown catch. Um, Mahomes, man. You, you do have to give some credit to T Law and Associates for <laughs> for like fighting <laughs> for fighting back in this one. Yeah. He 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 went twenty nine for forty, two hundred fifty nine yards, a couple of touchdown passes. Both of them went to Christian Kurt, who had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get behind the, if you're down twenty and nothing to the Chiefs, 
it's a lot to ask yeah. to catch up. I mean, yeah, that's Jags, team, yeah. the Jags are like this week after week. They have periods of the game where they seem feisty. Um, but if you can't play a full 60 minutes, you're not ready to go toe to toe with a team like the nah, Chiefs. No, nah, they're you're like, yeah. Inv- invite only. <laughs> it's mm. like, you, you can't come to this party. Sorry. Right. Can't get you in. can be our you can be our homecoming game, the one that we just absolutely <laughs> have to win. Yeah. Um, then we got the uh, the Browns played the Dolphins. Ah, don't need to say much about that. Then we got bro. the. Uh, the- <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> okay, before you dive in, I want to set the narrative because this was the matchup that everyone was waiting for. Okay. Oh yeah, the Jacoby Brett Brissett uh, get back game. The revenge no, bro. game. Oh, <laughs> this was my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb versus your man, NC State former Wolf Packer Bradley Chubb cousins going at it. Opposite teams. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was waiting for this cousin matchup. I don't right? think he. I don't Everybody think everybody was ran. talking about it. No, no. I, was, I don't <laughs> think they. I was waiting to see if they would uh, like if he would tackle him. It never happened. He never got to tackle him. But the Dolphins did they, do some good tackling. I bet tackling. they traded jerseys after the game. Oh, yeah, probably. Chubb, Chubb, Chubb. Chubb, Chubb got Chubb. held to his worst game of the season, though. That yeah, Dolphins run right. defense showed up. They, uh, they really focused on uh, on the run game, and Chubb ended up with, you know, he still – he had one big run, beautiful run for a touchdown, mm. which made us push the stats up a bit. But he only had mm. 63 yards. He's the best running back in football, so – uh, yep. I was proud of my Dolphins. They didn't uh, – only a couple times when I was like, where was that Jacoby Brissett last year? Mm. There were a couple times I said that. But for the most part, Dolphins defense kind of hung in there, man. How – my one of my questions as I was watching the game that I couldn't wait to ask you was like, mm-hmm. how excited are you to see how Jeff Wilson has managed to – Oh, my God. The, the one-two punch of Jeff Wilson – and Raheem Mostert. It's a change of pace, different style. But Wilson, Wilson, he reads his keys so nice. Mm. And the way he runs the – oh, man. And He's the way so... that line is blocking for them, too, that zone blocking is just falling into place. The the, the motion now with the, the – the, when that fullback who's balling, too. Uh, what's in the Ingold or uh, – Oh, yeah. Alec Ingold. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put they bring him in motion too, and it's Ooh, like also had a touchdown in this game, didn't he? Yeah, he had a touchdown. He had another nice catch, showing some balance. So I was like, man, these. And then I mean, it goes without saying, two is willing and dealing. Man, I was I had me a great Sunday. It was the most relaxed football party we had all year, where it's just like over. We chilling. We've had to sit through some crazy comebacks and all of that stuff, and some uh, some mm. some bad games too. Uh, went under. Uh, Bridgewater and fucking Skylar Thompson, whatever. <laughs> so it was nice to have a relaxing Sunday. Uh, the Browns tried their best, and it just was one of those games where they were just outmatched, mm. and it felt good to be on that side of it. Mm. And now there's all this talk of uh, Tua for MVP and all of that stuff, and it feels good to get that redemption for the player that gets so much. It's so polarizing for some reason. Right. This love or hate thing for Tua. But the the Browns focused on and limited Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua was still and, dealing. And it didn't matter. It, it did not it matter. It just didn't matter. 
It didn't we matter had, at all. Uh, Sherfield out here. Uh, it's spread around so much. If you look at look at the stats over here, eight players with receptions. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And he's he's at the top of all statistics, all quarterback statistics. He's in the top five. I I feel like the image in this game that kind of tells me everything I need to know about how it must feel to be a Dolphins fan right now is that image of. Jeff Wilson breaking <laughs> off that huge run yes. and Tyreek Hill. Like, let's go. <laughs> he he Tyreek Hill at first is like facing the, the defender as if yeah. he's gonna block him. Yeah. But then when he realizes, oh, I don't need to block him. Yeah, we're too fast. And he turns he turns around and he's just running alongside Usher. almost sideways, <laughs> you know, like shuffling like crossover, and he's yeah. just like Let's go. Yeah, man. Jeff Wilson puts his arm around yeah. Tyreek's neck and they yeah. go slamming into the wall together. I was like, this is fucking, yeah, man. man. I felt good, good for man. you. When I saw that, I was like, that's fucking fun as shit. And I was glad Tyreek got him a touchdown. I didn't understand the celebration. It looked like he was going to shake the referee's hand, and she had it. She wanted no parts of it. Then he lays on the ground and all that stuff. It was like... And pretends to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> and then they resuscitate him and all that. But just, shout out to that female... That was a female ref. Yeah. And she was smart enough to put her hands behind her back. Yep. And shake her head and yep. be like, motherfucker, are you trying to get me fired? Get yep. the hell away from so, me. Did you see the referee getting uh, Mike Evans' uh, autograph? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Exchanging cash? She almost looked a little pissed at Tyreek, like, fuck like, you. Come on, man. You know? <laughs> come on, what's trying to do, you? man? It's my livelihood. Strong with you. Strong with y'all. Strong with y'all. You niggas are Shout crazy. Out. <laughs> Shout out to her, man. Shout good out job. to her. But yeah, I feel good, good as a Dolphins fan. I don't know. I'm not. A, now I'm at the point where I'm just like, yeah, my team's one of the best in the NFL. All right, uh, on to the. <laughs> The uh, Texans played the Giants in uh, a barn burner of a, of a game. Uh, I'll never forget this game. I don't know about you, uh, but I barely remember it. Actually, yeah, same. Uh, I, it did not. I, I did not really capture my attention. <laughs> yeah, I picked the Giants. Um, I mean, after a nice ten play opening drive by the Giants that led to a ter- touchdown, this this kind of turned into one of those games that you know. You can only love it if punters get you wet. This is uh, one of those. <laughs> Daniel Jones certainly was not making anybody wet going 13 for 17, 197 yeah, yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saquon he did had two, a day. He did have two touchdown passes. Saquon, yeah. Saquon is Saquon. 35 Jeez. carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm, I'm always Pierce. glad when he's balling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, re- I, I feel both like happy for but also sad for a guy yeah. like damian pierce yeah. uh who's again another yep. candidate for rookie of the year just playing yeah. on an absolutely horrible football team um he 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 was great he did have an unfortunate fumble in this game mm, yeah. um followed up by davis mills interception at a key moment which didn't help either um the giants keep winning yeah. and um I still don't really believe them as nope. a <laughs> as a winning team. Um, Not but at all. Again, I, I I do I do have faith in Brian Dayball. Um, oh yeah, he seems great. Yeah, I feel um, like they, he's gonna have to. Uh, well, he's probably looking shopping anyway in his head for the next quarterback. 
got to. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, they'll probably won't have a good draft pick. So, um, mm. uh, I see them I as it, I see I, them as a free agency candidate. Yeah, exactly. Like try to go ahead, get get uh, get Rogers. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Carson Wentz might be available. <laughs> That's just what they need. They should get Jordan Love. <laughs> 
I, and uh, I picked this, before the year the uh, coach of the year. I was wrong. Mm. The Saints dominated the time of possession in the second half with these long clock eating drives. Najee Harris had a good day, finally. He's mm-hmm. had an up and down year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers had 28 first downs. You know how many the Saints yeah. had? How many? 10. <laughs> 10. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and it, it, 10 first downs, that's exactly how many penalties they also had in the game. The Saints. Oh. 10 penalties for 74 yards. Both I, of these teams, awful. I feel like somehow it was Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure we could figure out a way to draw it back to that. These are both three win teams with with nothing special to say yeah. about either one of them. To be honest, they're both trash. Uh, <laughs> but but one team has my man, former Bulldog George Pickens, and the other one doesn't. So that's really the difference. That's all I have to say about that. That's Don't the last time I'll address it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the last time that I address it. Uh, then we got uh, the Colts and the Raiders, man. Everybody doubted my boy, future coach of the year, <laughs> Jeff Saturday. Came away. <laughs> Jeff Saturday said, you know what? I'm from high school and I'm going to win this motherfucking game because I'm a winner. He's like, I might not know what I'm doing. You saw that press conference? I might not know shit, but I know I'm going to try hard. Like, let me he coach actually- in. You know what? I actually kind of really – I like that speech that he gave before the game to the press because I think yeah, he It's like, said, if I suck, I get fired. It, it, I felt like his speech to the press was essentially the way I think of my – have always thought of my own personal career. Uh, he was like, look, I got eight games here. I might yeah. be pretty good at this, but I might be awful, in which case I'll see you guys later. Yeah. But I tell you one thing, I'm not going to back down. Uh I like and it. I was like, "You know what? Let's let let go do your thing." Um you still, as you suggest, and, and you picked the Raiders. I did. I did not have faith in Jeff Saturday. Um <laughs> cuz you said it was on a Sunday, which made correct. perfect sense. It makes no sense that someone named Saturday should be working on a Sunday. Uh, uh <laughs> this game had so much narrative going into it, the whole uh, Jeff Saturday situation, the no experience. Yeah. You had the dude calling plays who has yeah. never done this before in his life. Um, right before I think it was the day before, or maybe the day of the game, they announced that that Matty Ice had yeah. been re- reactivated as Sam uh Shitstain Ellinger's backup. <laughs> um and then Jeff Saturday threw threw the curveball right before the game and and said that Matt Ryan uh, was was back to being the new starting quarterback. He's like somebody got to have experience. <laughs> Poor Not Frank Reich. I've I've actually felt bad for Frank. Me Reich, too. This seems con- like a hit job. <clears throat> I'm convinced that that the owner forced him to bench Matt yep. Ryan, yep. and then you bring in the new guy, and it's like, oh, suddenly Matt Ryan's allowed to play? You made me play with fucking shit stain Ellinger, and yeah. I get fired? Fuck yeah. you. It feels like um, a hit job, man. This is a way to take him out, make it make the situation as rough as possible. Then you can justify firing him, and then sure. you're going to eat that contract just to keep Jeff Saturday there? Who knows? It's one game. We'll see how it goes, but I will say this. My man... Former Falcon, Matty Ice did not waste his second chance opportunity. Dude went 21 for 28, 222 yards, one touchdown, no picks, mm. only got sacked one time, had 38 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. I saw that, man. He's still, he's about to slide now. That's how slow he's running. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so slow. 
<laughs> me and Isak jumped up off the couch. I was like, whoa, Maddie Wheels on the loose. Yeah, I knew Maddie Wheels was coming out. <laughs> Nine and a half like... yards per rush. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, out there with them, uh, them uh, uh, Jeff Wilson numbers. <laughs> yeah. Looking like Saquon. Well, speaking of rushing, Jonathan Taylor was back. So whatever yeah. Jeff Saturday said to the offensive line, which has been playing like absolute dog shit this like season, shit. Um, they managed to create a scenario where Jonathan Taylor had 22 carries for 147 yards and a touchdown. Um, it, yeah. it was very much a back and forth affair. Carr had a pretty decent day, almost mm-hmm. 250 yards passing and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, Jesus Christ. What was that? That touchdown, he had 126 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And that one, he catches it. Was it like a crossing route or something? And he's like, he's jiving his way to the goal line and had to like blast through those two guys to get yeah. in. That was fucking, that was nice. Um, Car had, uh, Car's stat line was 24 for 38, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and 37 tears in the press conference. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. That's an interesting conversation, actually. Yeah. Um, but after the Raiders took this one point lead, they they let Matt Ryan come out here and light up the Las Vegas sky with 35 yard <laughs> shot to Paris Campbell that allowed the Colts to win this game. Um, Raiders the got fans. the ball back with five minutes. They put together a 14 play drive, but on fourth and seven, the Colts sitting on the Colts 16 yard line. Carr tried to hit Adams in the end zone, and Stephon Gilmore just wasn't having it. Yeah, um, Colts win, and 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 this press conference you alluded to. Wait, the fans were yelling fire Josh Josh McDaniels. Yeah. The press conference was fascinating. I, I feel like I want to go back and I, I've listened to it since I okay. guess I heard it yesterday for the first time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um he goes into this thing. First of all, he he apologizes for being emotional, which is always kind of an interesting. I hate that when they do that. You know what's funny? You gotta I, be a man. When I, when I was watching this, it made me like when you see this kind of stuff in a movie, mm-hmm. it always looks so much cooler in a movie than it does in real life. Yeah. Right. First of all, the acting's better. Uh, second of all, the lighting is usually better. <laughs> and third, third of all, it usually comes accompanied with a with some soft, kind of inspirational music in the background as yeah. you as you begin yeah. to apologize for being emotional. You know that music that just yeah. kind of lifts you up. Um, you want to hear but, it? I got it here. Do you, oh, do it, please, because I don't remember exactly what he said. Uh, here's what he said. Nation for just where this team stands right now. Um, you know, I can't speak for everybody. I know where I stand, and I love the silver and black. I'm going to give it everything I can every time I go out there. And um, I can't speak for everybody, um, you know, for every man, um, what's going on in their head. But I can tell you what's going on in my head, and I'm going to give it all that I can every single time. Uh-oh. Come on. Please have to get it, Derek. It's okay. Derek, I'm going to ask this with the utmost respect. Is there in any way a disconnect with what you're trying to do and this new staff as far as the system? I, you know, I don't think so. Um, I love, it's a loaded I love, question. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success, you know, way more success than I've ever had. What? You know. And uh, he's talking about when he was Patriots. You know, I'm sorry. 
here it comes. Here's the part. Sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off. Uh oh. About some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. Mm. He's supposed to bang on the podium. <laughs> and for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Mm. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what <clears throat> some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, mm. just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. If I'm being honest. Well, be honest. All right. I think there were a lot of interesting comments in yeah, that. It's um, a little bit like uh, it's cryptic, too. A lot of cryptic stuff. What what these players are putting in their body to be able to practice. Right. That feels like that needs a little bit of clarification. Um, also, a lot of like, you know, we talking know. about practice, not yeah. a game, not a game, exactly. not a game. We talking about um, practice. Also, the way because he felt he needed to speak in these kind of cryptic ways. Mm-hmm. It's a divided locker room. That's what it comes down. Well, to. There, there's a fair amount of um, opportunity to kind of perhaps maybe misinterpret yeah. what he's saying, um, or or maybe not misinterpret at all to make the proper implication that that he's calling people out without having without saying their names out loud. Um, I think that locker room is completely torn yeah. apart. Yeah. And it begins with the quarterback, Derek, that fucking guy, Carr. <laughs> and it's funny. Like, I feel bad because it, obviously he's having an emotional moment. But the way he delivers that speech, like, I I, I have difficulty not laughing yeah. at him when he's doing the, the things the players are putting in the body. Like, yeah. <laughs> when he, his, he has a weird accent. Yeah, I was I like, is he from pro- Texas? He, Oklahoma? But he, no, but he, the thing is, is that his accent, like, it, it comes and goes. Yeah. Like sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. When he but be, when he becomes a coach, he's gonna have a really like full on southern. <laughs> One day he's gonna be a coach. Y'all get it together which, now. Spitting which maybe that's what happens when he gets emotional. I know that when I get drunk, he's from Bakersfield, southern... California. Yeah, <laughs> he's talking like he's from Oklahoma. Some of that. When I drink, my southern accent tends to get come back. When I'm at home, um, my accent gets thick. Right, but it's like Miami's not really like a southern accent so much. No, you guys got your own thing going. Yeah, it's like a whole different thing. Yeah. All right, then we got the Cowboys Packers. Uh, Cowboys off a bye week. McCarthy is one of the best coaches ever in the NFL, Uh, and uh, he's not. His seat's not hot, right? (laughs) How can they lose to the reeling uh, Packers? And then they did it. Uh, I was wrong picking the uh, the Cowboys to win. Packers came out and looked like like they're ready to go. Like, like they decided not to write back. <laughs> yeah, everybody right? wrote them off. They wrote me off. I ain't write back though. Uh, and it was a, a Rogers hasn't had the relaxed vibe all season. He he's had the uh, what the fuck is happening over here vibe. Um, and it felt like the post relax Rogers was out there from that season when he was like relaxed, and then they went and they went almost to the Super Bowl. 
So the Packers I mean, look really good, man. This was interesting because it, it started out. Defense. Yeah, it started out looking like the kind of game that you expected it to be. I mean, the Cowboys mm-hmm. started with this long 17-play, eight-and-a-half-minute long drive that ended with a C.D. Lamb touchdown. Um, and then things just went kind of bananas for the rest of the first half. Rodgers got strip-sacked on his own 17-yard line. Um, but then three plays later, Dak throws a, an interception in the end zone to mm-hmm. Rudy Ford. Three plays later, Roger throws a moonshot 58-yard touchdown bomb to Christian Watson to tie the game. And then on the next drive, Dak throws another pick to Rudy Ford that he returned all the way to the 24-yard line. Three plays later, Aaron Jones is going into the end zone. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Do we have a whack Prescott alert? <laughs> <laughs> We might. They were winning we without him. It's like wondering. He like, needs to hang out with Wack Taylor, Wack yeah. Taylor, Wack Prescott. Yeah, they <laughs> might be when he gets dropped from the team. Aaron Jones had a hell of a day, 138 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, Dak, to his credit, he did kind of pull his shit together and played pretty well for the yeah. rest of the game. It was yeah. 14 to 14 at the half. Um, the Cowboys took over uh, the second half with back-to-back touchdown drives. You mean one the Packers? Pollard. Packers. No, the Cowboys like at the they they scored back to back touchdowns. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm in sorry. the second half, but then they were up, what what weren't they up like twenty eight to fourteen at one yes, point? And that that were. was when Rodgers took them took them on back to back touchdown drives. Um, Christian Watson again, uh, his three touchdowns altogether. Yeah. I mean, talk about having yourself a day. I hadn't heard of this dude. Well, I remember him from week one. That touchdown catch that he had, the long... Oh, the crazy one. In this game? Mm-hmm. The, in this game, that catch, that fit that nearly 60-yard touchdown grab where he caught it over his shoulder and mm-hmm. just and had it in stride, he dropped a pass exactly like that in week uh, one. Okay. And everybody was like, what the fuck is going on here? But he's obviously been practicing, so you can say what you want about practice, but practice makes perfect, my friend. Um <laughs> Uh, then they went over. I didn't really, I didn't really see the end of this game live. A lot of people are sort of throwing out this funny meme that oh, it's been decades since Mike McCarthy was able to make decisions that help the Packers win a football game. Did you see something? <laughs> that, what, what did I don't know did, what they're talking some... about. No, I watched it like in the um, like the like I didn't see all of the situational stuff. Mm. So I don't know what they're talking about with that. I, maybe it was just a fun thing to dunk on him because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. It's not like I heard anything no. specific that he did. Um, but yeah, they whatever the Packers were able to pull it out in overtime. Um, they turned the the Cowboys over on downs um, in overtime, and then Rodgers had a deep shot to Lazard plus a couple of little runs here and there. They get into field goal range, and that was. Oh, it looks like he wrote. he decided not to try a field goal. He went for went for it on fourth down, basically. I mean, uh, oh, was that it? Yeah. The, the, okay, so they got turned over on downs. Yes. I don't know where they were at that point. It would have been a fifty-three yard kick. I don't know. Second guessing that stuff is like, if he misses the kick, they're like, "Why didn't you go for it?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Right. Well, I don't know, man. I, 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 I mean, I, I think this is a great win for the Packers, but yeah. they still have so much ground to catch up at this point. It's probably especially my with guess the Vikings beating winning a game that 
you know, they weren't even favored in. It's like it feels like it's too little, too late. But the NFC, they're in still in the NFC. True. And a lot of shitty teams over there. I don't That's think it's been point. as lopsided in a long time. Speaking of shitty teams. <laughs> Man, you picked this upset somehow. Every, well, everybody thought the Rams would win this game because Kyler Murray wasn't going to be playing. And then Colt McCoy came out and was like the Texas uh, gunslinger that he is. Right. Well, we we had we also had no Matthew Stafford, no Kyler Murray. Oh yeah. So we had the John Wolford versus Colt McCoy <laughs> extravaganza, uh, <laughs> and they were out there slinging it. These yeah. guys. Credit to them. They didn't hold back. Colt McCoy was twenty six for thirty seven, two hundred thirty eight yards, a touchdown, no picks. Wolford, on the other hand, was twenty four for thirty six, two hundred twelve yards, one touchdown, and a pick and a fumble. They said Colt uh, is now the starter. Like no more. Kyler Murray's bench for the rest of the season. So <laughs> Stop it. Throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Uh, Cooper Cup uh, was probably the biggest devastating mm. news in this game. What three a surprise. Catches, three catches for minus three yards uh, and an ankle sprain that took him out. Mm. Um, I'm being told by my people on the ground Uh-oh. right now. I can hear them. Uh mm. Cooper Cup will be placed on IR and will be having ankle surgery. Oh. Ankle surgery that will take him at least six to eight weeks to recover from. Um, so that's not good news for the Rams. Oh, man. Maybe that racist quarterback will finally start throwing the ball to, uh, <laughs> to um, Allen Robinson. <laughs> Free and Allen the top Robinson. receiver is Tyler Higby. That game. Of course so it is. You know. <laughs> so I guess what a surprise. I guess, I guess he's Wolfers races too. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh gee, who's that tall white fella? Over I don't there? know, but he deserves a football. Is <laughs> <laughs> that tall glass of milk? <laughs> tall glass of one percent, three percent milk. <laughs> uh, but Cole McCoy, milk. did you get that? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Cole McCoy. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers didn't drop off because of Colt McCoy. He he had a lovely game, 98 yards on 10 receptions. Rondell Moore had a day with 94 yards. He's been really good the last couple of weeks. Aren't they 2 and one since Hopkins came back? Mm, I think so, yeah. I just said. Mm. I don't know, man. Uh, the Rams oh. pissed me off because we picked them to win a division, and it looks like it's not going to happen. This is important because I learned something in this game. Uh-oh. Okay. If we need any more evidence that Cliff Kingsbury listens to this podcast. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury listens to Sven FL. Of course he does. And you know why I know he listens to the Sven FL? Why? And I saw it right before my eyes. Look no further than Cardinals' second touchdown under the day to none other than my man, former Bulldog, A.J. Green. I told you this team needed some more A.J. Green. I fucking told you. You did say that. I told you. (laughs) Told you they needed some more A.J. Green pop up in this motherfucker. And they were like, you know what, that guy, let's, let's, let's try that. All right. Enough about that shit, Bull. The the Chargers played the 49ers. I didn't think this was that fun of a game either. Right? No. I was like, I actually, uh, I dozed off and then woke back up. So I kind of I watched most of this game live. 
I was just like up, you know what I mean? And then uh, just like, oh, well, I'm here on the couch anyway. And then I was just watching it. And then, yeah, it put me back to sleep. It's weird. I feel like we're waiting. Like, because, you know, McCaffrey shows up for the 49ers on a week where Debo Samuel didn't play. Like McCaffrey's first game, I think Debo was out of the game. And I remember they and everything went so well for them. And I remember everyone right. was essentially saying, like, oh my God, could this team, those yeah. weapons, Debo comes back. But I feel like I haven't really seen I haven't seen it. Like I don't maybe it Debo came back a little too early or something, yeah. or maybe it starts to gel. I'm not sure. But I mean it obviously it took a second half performance by the 49ers defense to win this game. Yeah. Um I mean, they completely blanked the Chargers in the second half, only allowing 57 total yards. God, they man. forced multiple punts, a turnover on downs, interception as well. Justin Herbert, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> he was not good in this game. And 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 suddenly what was supposed to be the next NFL boy wonder is, is really, you know, not looking so hot at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, exactly. He did it, get knocked it, it the fuck out. Like, in this. It feels like um, maybe if you have two really good wide receivers and they both end up hurt, your performance is going to drop off. Mm, I've heard that. <laughs> this is like uh, it's not just quarterbacks. And then in the in the case of Tua, too, it's the same thing. He didn't have weapons, and now Herbert was strapped down without weapons. And then it's like, mm. what you going to do? Put up 16 points. Yeah, I mean Jimmy G wasn't much to write home about either. He no man, he's looking like ass this year. Neither team was special, but one team made fewer mistakes. Really, yeah. that that's what it led to, uh, or what it came down to. McCaffrey scored a fourth quarter touchdown to take the lead, and um, after that, the Chargers went three and out punt, turnover on downs, interception. Um, you know and, what? And that was that was the ball. I don't want to get personal, Skip, but. Um... I told mm. you these fucking 49ers are going to win that division. Just throwing it out there. Mm. I told you, man. And you, you know, talked me into the Rams. Well, the bloated contract-ass Rams. I know. I know. I, I I have a thing with Kyle Shanahan. I, uh-huh. I deeply want him to fail. And so it's probably <laughs> – you shouldn't listen to me on uh, that. It division. don't matter. Seahawks going to win a division anyway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we got the uh, Monday night game, upset of the week. The Eagles lost to the Washington Commanders. And it shocked everybody. But I don't know, it didn't shock me that much, especially when I watched it. Uh, What it made me think is, uh, first of all, Ron Rivera is a really good coach. Mm -hmm. And secondly, that team will go to bat for Taylor Heineke, like you said, more than Carson Wentz. And I think mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz is playing, they might lose this game. Oh, for sure. But the Eagles came out, as they always do, looking really sharp at the beginning of the game. And then they hit a slump in the middle of the game. Uh, but normally they're far enough ahead to stave off any comebacks. But this time, Washington never took their foot off the gas. This um, this was one of those games that you had circled on the calendar. Um, when it came out, mostly because this was going to be Carson Wentz going back Mm. to play Monday Night Football in Philly. Um, But right now I have to say, like, I'm 
I'm here for this Taylor Heineke ride. He's he's he he clearly has this team fighting. Um, I've got to think about that. Um, Heineke, mm-hmm. it's like Carson Wentz. Um, his ceiling is way higher than Heineke, mm-hmm. and his valleys are way lower. Mm-hmm. So Heineke is kind of in between, and sometimes you're gonna lose because Heineke just can't play at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a crapshoot if you were to go with Wentz because he might lose you a fucking game big time, but he could mm. look so amazing sometimes. Right. And it might be just better for the coach to just go with this guy, Heineke, who's got a, a really good relationship with uh, McKinney. I honestly don't think that there's any way. They're, they're, it's starting to be asked because it's, it appears that Carson Wentz is getting to the point where he's healthy enough to play football. And so reporters are asking – what happens next? Um, I, I don't think they go back to Carson Wentz. I really don't. I think they should um, not. No, they should. I mean, they're already using images. I think maybe I mentioned this last week. I meant to. If I didn't, they're using images of Taylor Heineke to sell season tickets for next year. Oh wow! Like at the stadium when they throw it up on the jumbotron before yeah. the game. He's a so, gamer too, man. He stays in there. He takes these hits. He's like, yeah. He's like, <clears throat> I'm sure the team rallies around him. I don't know their locker room, of course, but it feels like it would make sense if they rallied around a player like that. Uh, this game, this game was all about turnovers. Yeah, uh, you got one pick, three lost fumbles mm-hmm. um, that put the Eagles in the situation that they were in. There was a stretch during the second and third quarter, as you mentioned, where they just never had the ball. Yeah, they just didn't have the ball. I mean, you, obviously, you can't score points. Usually, yeah. if you don't have the ball, the the <laughs> possession differential is usually not that big a deal. But in this one, it was pretty staggering. The Eagles had the ball for 19 minutes and 36 seconds in this game. Commanders mm. had the ball for a total of 40 minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah. That's insane. Um, one of those fumbles, Philly lost it in their own territory. Um, that actually has to be mentioned. Also, had, this is dumb to me. So Dallas Goddard fumbles the ball. Um, and they review it to make sure that it was actually mm. a fumble, that he wasn't down before the fumble. But then when they show the close-up replay, they, you realize like, oh, the uh, commander's guy is like trying to rip – it's face mask it's penalty. face mask, yeah. And they review it, but the way it was explained is that when they're reviewing it, yeah. they're not allowed to review the face mask penalty. It's like, yeah. why? Why not? It makes no sense. After review, there was a face mask. Yeah, because then, I don't know. It's not like it takes you any extra time. You're looking at the same thing at the same, like, he's not down. It's a fumble. However, there's a face mask penalty that we missed. I I don't know. If I was an Eagles fan, I'd be pissed. Hmm. Um, the commanders ran the rock pretty well. Brian Robinson had a nice night, 86 yards and a touchdown. Gibson was good, too. He had a touchdown. So in that situation, 49. there's a fumble. They missed the face yeah. mask. Do yeah. they keep the ball? Would you overturn the fumble? Because technically, if there yeah. was a face mask. Yeah, the penalty wipes out the play in the same way that a pass interference wipes out an interception. I know, it, but I'm saying a missed penalty. But then you catch it on the replay, you would say there was a fumble. However, during the replay, there was a face mask. No fumble I mean, anymore. I, I, I guess you penalty. could. I guess it doesn't have to be totally black and white. You could 
you could, if you were able to determine that the ball was loose before the face mask, maybe the fumble stands, but then you push it back 15 yards. But I don't know. I mean, it just, to me, in the midst of like looking at the replay, you're simultaneously looking at a man fumbling, not being down, but also having his face mask ripped off. It doesn't strike me as like, it doesn't add any more time to the game. What if you saw a hold in the background? Oh no! I see. Now we're on the slippery what if slope. We, what if you, I know exactly. What you mean. And what if you see? I know uh, what you mean. A guy I know what you mean, but there illegal illegal procedure. <laughs> but if the league holding is not, this doesn't fall into the same category as holding to me, right, because yeah. face mask penalties are dangerous. Yeah, fifteen yards. And if you yeah. give a shit about player safety, I mean, look at the penalty. All the penalties that require a fifteen yard penalty generally have to do with player safety. Yeah. Right. And that's why face mask penalties are taken so Except seriously. Except for sportsmanlike conduct for some stupid-ass reason. Whatever. Yeah, like um, over-celebration. 15 yeah. yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just them being no fun. All right. Well, um, that's that. Let's anyway, do the superlatives. Oh, you have more? Yeah. Sorry. Well, I just think it's kind of interesting to sort of put a bow on it. That You know, obviously, they're they're not undefeated anymore. Um, I think it's better for I them. Have, I think it's better for them. This happened to the Cardinals last year. It happened to the Steelers the year before. I don't think anybody believed that this team deserved to be undefeated all the way through the season. But if I were them, I would watch out. Because if I remember correctly, Cardinals and Steelers, they went on a bit of a losing streak. I didn't think the – Yeah, but I didn't think the – I didn't think they had a – they were a bubble, though. We'll see. They have the best offensive line. True. They got a, a good receiving core. Uh, they have a, a good coach and a really good running game. Yeah. Quarterback. That they can, got a good. A they good generally have a pretty good defense as yeah, well. The defense is good. Too. The defensive line is sick. Yeah. That's I mean, like, they are missing my man, former Bulldog Jordan Davis. That's why they were, you know, but whatever. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know. uh, superlatives. Real MVP. I can go first, man. We probably have the same one, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> All right. As you were about to say, Justin Jefferson was a man possessed on Sunday. He kicked off the game with a fantastic catch and never looked back. He single-handedly mm-hmm. kept his team in the game at the end of regulation with highlight catch after highlight catch and kept that going into overtime. Uh, and because of that performance, I got to say, Justin Jefferson. You the real MVP. Yeah. Again, it, it, some weeks there's only one answer to this question. Um, yeah. I mean, we all know he had 10 receptions for 193 yards and a touchdown because we already told you that. Um, we all saw that catch, which completely defied the laws of nature and physics. Um, but what most people don't know is that while that might be the most impressive catch in this game, it, it, it was not the only unlikely catch he made in this game. Mm-hmm. This is a weird thing I saw from Next Gen Stats. Tweeted out that Justin Jefferson was responsible for nine receptions with a sub 50% completion probability. Wow. That means that he caught nine passes that he straight up was not expected to or should not have been able to catch. It turns out this is the most sub 50% uh, catches in a game by any receiver in the next gen stats era. No other player has had more than six. He had nine out of his 10 receptions that just straight up were not supposed to be caught. Absolutely insane. Wow. So, yeah, he's, again, 
there's only one answer. He's the real MVP. You're the real MVP. Who's your trash? I honestly I I looked around. I guess I could have taken a lot of different people, but I just had to double dip back into Nathaniel Hackett and these Denver Broncos offense. Mm. Yeah. Um, this has no reason to be this bad. Uh, no, no reason for this team to be this bad. They're ranked 32nd in points scored. Uh, they're the most penalized team in the NFL. All of this while having a top five defense. I mean, what a Oof. waste for all those defensive players going out there, balling out, putting their bodies on the line. Uh, as Derek Carr suggested, the things that they have to do just to be able to go to sleep at night. Um, and, 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 you know, Nathaniel Hackett, it, I just, he just can't, he, he, he ain't it. He, he he's ain't absolutely it. disgraceful. Um, and, and, and I don't, and I still, I'm, I'm still struggling to figure out if it's like, if it's Hackett, if it's Russ, if it's a combo or what the fuck is going on, but whatever it is week after week, this team is fucking trash. You are trash. Uh, my trash is. I get a little joy in this one. Mm. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> For so many years, he terrorized us as being heralded as his offensive genius. Uh, the brains behind the machine of Tom Brady. He went to Denver, won like his first six games. It turns out later they was cheating, but whatever. It came from Belichick tree. Of course you were cheating. Uh, and then... <laughs> He comes over and uh, the Denver thing falls apart. It seems like he can't get along with ownership or whatever. I don't know. They start losing the shit and then he takes that losing record and runs back to daddy. Coaches mm. a little bit more. Gets hired on as the coach. coach. Decides it's, it's better to stay with daddy. Leaves that situation. Somehow gets hired again. He's white. And then uh, goes to the Ra- like he's at the Raiders. Supposed to turn them around. He took a team that seemed to be a great coach away from being a perennial contender and turned them into a bottom of the barrel team. Last year, John Gruden got outed as a sexist homophobe, and somehow the team rallied behind their interim coach to make it into the playoffs. This was a playoff team last year. Not much changed. Matter of fact, they picked up one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. All they needed was some experience. Enter Josh McDaniels. Mm. everything starts falling apart this year. It's not looking good. And then mm. the chance to turn things around was this week, man. You're going up against a goddamn high school coach, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with no professional or college experience last week was telling us how bad you are, Josh McDaniels. Mm. All you had was bulletin board material, but you couldn't do anything with that. And you lost to the guy who was just talking shit about you with no experience. That means there's only one conclusion to this, and that is you are trash, Josh McDaniels. Mm. My lord, that was good. I like that. Uh, what uh, my shit? What shit? What <laughs> shit did you learn this week? Um, coaches are the uh, they have. Uh, this is also related to my trash because coaches mm. have guaranteed contracts. Fully guaranteed mm. contracts, every coach. Um, and it just dawned on me that that shit really affects the team. It's not mm. in the salary cap or anything, but billionaires do not like losing money. <laughs> and 
this coaches on the guaranteed contract, we're starting to see the effects of it, especially when a team can't find the right coach. And that is the situation right now in Las Vegas and possibly in Denver. Where we're wondering, why is Nathaniel Hackett still working? Why is Josh McDaniel still working? Well, they're still paying for John Gruden. Mm. And then they're going to have to pay Josh McDaniel's contract. Oh my God. And then they're going to have to pay another coach. So they might be employed even longer than they should be just so that these teams can pay off these other coaches whose contracts they owe their money. Because remember, Gruden had a crazy contract. Yeah, that's right. He had a 10-year, $100 million contract, I believe, is what it was. Mm. So they're still paying off that shit. And now Damn. they're going to have to stack Josh McDaniel's contract on there. Oof. So they might have to keep him around to see if it's working, even though it doesn't look like it's going to work. And then pay another good coach to come in. It's not looking mm. good for teams like that. And that might be the same in Denver. They're going to have another three-coach contract issue because they have Vic Fangio. His contract wasn't up. Mm. And then they're going to have Nathaniel Hackett. If they fire him, they're going to owe him all that money, and they got to bring somebody else in who's going to probably – Somehow I think – I think I think um, Fangio probably had one year left or something like that. I think Hackett's going to get fired. Oh, he's getting fired, yeah. Hackett is. I don't know about McDaniel because – But I think I think you might be right. I think McDaniel might might stay um, because of that situation that you just mentioned. Man, the guy, that sucks for Raiders fans. I hate yeah. it for them. Yeah, man. So mm. that was my shit that got learned. I just had like, oh shit, <laughs> three coaches, I keep them too. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Mm. I'd be like, mm. I love you so much, fans, that I'm doing this. However, ticket prices went up. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's now fifty dollars for a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> they call them Josh dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> what shit did you learn? I learned something kind of weird this weekend. All right. Um, so yeah, bear with me. I, I learned some new shit about insomnia. Uh Oh, now there's a new drug for insomnia called Qvivic. I saw a commercial for it when I was watching, uh, college football on Saturday. Okay. Now couldn't fall asleep. (laughs) My favorite part, (laughs) my favorite part about pharmaceutical drug commercials is the part where they get to where they talk about side Side effects. effects. Hell yeah. Right. Um, but this one kind of took the motherfucking cake. Mm. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the side effects. Okay. And then I promise that this will swing back around to being mm. relevant me. to football. Okay. Here's the side effects. Do not take Qvivic if you have narcolepsy. Of course. Don't take, don't take alcohol mm. or drive or mm. operate heavy machinery. Okay. Right. Um, right. All normal. Here's where it starts to get weird. Qvivic may cause temporary inability to move or talk or hallucinations while falling asleep or waking up. <laughs> and you can't move. Qvivic <laughs> um, may cause sleepiness during the day, which kind of sucks. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. You took it, right? Qvivic may lead to you doing activities while not fully awake that you don't remember the next day, Ooh. like walking, murdering, driving. Or making or eating food. How'd you gain weight? <laughs> Worsening depression, including suicidal thoughts, might occur. 
<laughs> the most common side effects are headaches, sleepiness, or suddenly realizing that you are the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Because honestly, <laughs> this is the only way I can think to explain what we saw from Marcus Mariota this past week on Thursday Night Football. I am dead serious, dude. When I heard that shit on television, my first thought was like, Mariota is on Cubivic, bro. Because how else do you explain this? How? <laughs> That was brilliant. <laughs> yes. So, side note, I also feel like I learned that the FDA should not have approved this drug. I no. mean, what the hell, bro? What the fuck? I've never heard of a more fucked up side effects disclaimer for a drug commercial in my entire life. Was death one? I've heard death on there before. I don't know. I've heard death on, on other ones, but um But that thing of like doing shit that you may yeah. not remember the next day, I immediately thought of Marcus Mariota when they said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody's gonna try to get out of a murder case with one of these. Oh hell yeah. They're gonna get prescribed this and then kill their wife a month later. Mm-hmm. And then blame Q Vivic. All right. Uh AFC, scariest team. I'm going to go ahead and say the Dolphins are the scariest team in the AFC right now. And I'm very proud of it. Mm. Especially the defense kind of held up against such mm-hmm. a good rushing team. Um, so, seems like you got to pass the ball on the Dolphins and try to keep up. It's going to make it a fucking race. Mm. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, I agree. Last week I said it was a coin toss between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. This week I don't need a fucking coin. All I need is the Miami Dolphins. These guys look so fucking good. Mm. Um, this victory against the Browns was probably to his best game of his NFL career, yeah. I would argue. Uh, a total performance from everyone, spreading the ball around yeah. to dudes I've never heard of. Yeah. I, I mentioned it before. Jeff Wilson slides in there like he's always been there. Sherfield. Um, yeah, Sherfield. Ingold or on whatever the fuck that guy's name is. I, they're undefeated in games where Tua starts and finishes the game, as we know. AFC East is looking – I mean, they're at the top of the AFC East with, you know, the struggle and Bills looking looking up. <laughs> um, I feel like I should slip that in. We haven't we – haven't Yeah, we didn't do SK at all. We haven't – yeah. Um, but my, my definition of the scariest team is, is – is that team that you just don't want to have to play in a must-win game. Yeah. And right now, the Dolphins are the only team that falls under that, like truly falls under that category for me right now. Yeah, it's really, it's, I'm really happy. Finally, it's been so mm. long. Mm. Hope that everybody stays healthy. Lost, uh, mm. we lost a player too for the mm. for the season. Um, I want to say Agba. Did X give him herpes? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> X is still around. <laughs> <laughs> he got, <laughs> you know, you ever heard the term when somebody really uh, beats a beats a cornerback? They say he got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> they say X got burnt again. All right, uh, yeah. we got the scariest NFC team. I had to go with none of the above. Mm. I picked D. Mm. <laughs> none right. of the above. Sorry, I, I picked. Vikings question mark question mark question mm. mark oh yeah that's a good one um <clears throat> i'm not saying they're scarier than the dolphins um no, but i certainly wouldn't want to have but i certainly wouldn't want to have to play them um yeah dalvin cook point. is looking great cousins is throwing the you know this this thing with justin jefferson is just 
it's it's in another stratosphere. Um, you like that? You like that? They've also kind of quietly built a top ten defense, and this coach Kevin O'Connell, who yeah, again doesn't get talked about enough, mm-hmm. is proving to be one of the best rookie head coaches uh, of the year, along with your guy. Yeah. Um, I, I I looked at them as being a soft one loss team, but after this Bills win, mm. there wasn't nothing soft about that. Yeah. Um, that was smash too. mouth football. Yeah. They they came from behind, gutsy performance. Yeah. Um, a lot of they had a lot of luck involved, but hey, you know, still they won. did it. Yeah. This is this is a different Vikings. Plus, team the game the should Vince have been here. over with that incomplete pass. Correct. And the Bills got an extra player on the field and all that. Come on, man. Correct. Go Vikings. Yeah. School. Let's go. School. All right. Well, that's uh that's our superlatives and that's our episode. Went kind of long today, but you know, sometimes there's information to get out there, man. We it's a are good week, man. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a good week of football, some good games. You know, it is what it is. But that's this episode. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, Sarah. We'll be back very soon because we're dropping this a little later, and uh, we'll hit you up about week eleven. Stay tuned for that. Thanks for checking out SpinFL. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.